I'm going to do the most illegal move, the back rake, I'm good. I poke, I poke <laughs> it up. Uh, and finally, the Mike Durbin Show, Hansy, formerly of the Howard Stern Ooh. Show, returns. Big time. Wait one second. Who? Hansy. He used to be in the Yeah, yeah. Like one of the, Does he work at When the Howard Stern Show wasn't as good as it, as it used to be, Hansy was one of the guys on the show. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the guy said the other day was that when the NWO had a C team, he's probably, right. The, right, he's probably the C team of the whack back. Right. What was his deal? What was Hansy? Did he get a hand job? To work the I, wasn't, I wasn't listening or watching. So you don't even know who he is either. I know. That shows you how obscure this guy is. I know from you listen sight. to Howard Stern. You used to be Howard Stern Mark. Yeah. And you don't know who Hansy is. That's all I need to know. Once your uh, guests uh, are all on the Creative Control yeah. Network, nothing. I was a big fan when Jackie was on, and then I listened when Artie was on. And after the Artie time ended, you know, years, to do the most illegal move, the back break. We used that song. Remember um, when Hansy used to be on the show when we had Imran Khan? That song. Oh song yes. Guy. Yeah, we. Uh, that was the best. Imran Khan was with his psych did that one. Here, listen to this. Imran Khan is with his dad and mom. What's going on? It's uh, another, you know, uh, episode of uh, Raw Thoughts, Random Thoughts, whatever. This is like the fourth fucking time that I'm recording this uh, intro for this shit um, because I fucking just don't know how to fucking function. I can't, I can't fucking go off my notes. And then if I freestyle, I can't remember everything, and I have to fuck. And then I start panicking. I go, I can't remember everything, and I don't know how I'm gonna explain it in layers. But I should just look over fucking notes. But I like to pride myself so I can say that I'm also a writer. You know what I mean? Not just someone who's just you know filling the gaps. But so like uh, you know, I'm I'm gonna do. Uh, by the way, I hope you enjoyed last episode with me and Angel. Uh, There's something I should have added on to the last episode. I still could have added it on, but people probably already listened to it. But the other thing about the interracial dating that I said that that, that I should have talked about, and because me and him, like, we uh, get in our groove and we kind of go, um, you know, in different directions and all that, and we don't know where it's going to go half the time. Uh, one point that I should have made, I forgot to make it, you know what I mean? Because it would have been more interesting. Maybe next time we'll talk about that. Is that, you know, I don't, uh, when it comes to interracial dating, I, I also wanted to express desire not to date somebody from a, from a, from from their culture, you know, um, who, like, has vitriol towards their own men. So, like, for example, if I, like, for, I see a lot of, you know, um, not everyone, by the way, but, like, th th there is this narrative going around now that there are um, several, like, you know, bl black Twitter women uh, who are, you know, blue check marks or, you know, just random women who will always say that, you know, black, like, they have vitriol towards black men, calling black men the weakest links and all that, right? And so, like, you know, I mean, I said that, like, even though I gravitate towards black women, I I wouldn't want to date one who who has vitriol towards their own men, 
Because then if they're dating me and they're spewing vitriol against black men, then black men are going to look at me like, wow, this guy, so she's with this fucking idiot and he probably agrees with her or maybe he is like, you know, feeding her this shit. You know what I mean? And it'll be a whole thing. You know what I mean? But I, 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 I was debating on bringing this up. I no, 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 not that like I was embarrassed about bringing this up. It's just, I, I, I hate when like, you know, you listen to a, when you're done a podcast, you're like, shit, I forgot this example in it. You know what I mean? But you know, I, I just wanted to bring that up quickly. Maybe I'll get into it again, but this is a raw thoughts one. And I, I've been debating on whether I should do it because I, I just – I wonder if I should just wait to express this on a podcast. But but part of me debates if it's going to be a, a blog or not. And part of me hates that I will not include more blog posts. And then I worry if my creativity is being wasted for nothing. Because since this pandemic, it's urged me to be more creative and with me barely finishing movies and television shows, I just don't care anymore. I just can't keep up with what's going on in the real world and with the narratives. And when you grow up being dumbed down and then suddenly have the surge of wanting to learn more, but wanting to make it more convenient for myself. And then my head starts to spin because it's like, since I've tried not fighting, just facing, I can't keep it keep keep it up. With the rapidness especially, I decide that every day I wake up, my brain starts with a fresh slate. And I have to relearn everything within the 24 hours. And it's like it's like a, it's like, it's like a, a mental – I mean, I'm sure like a lot of horror movies have done it. I, I, I would just go with the ground, Groundhog's Day reference with a much more lazier reboot. So like I'm deciding you know, whether or not to even write this in a blog or just put this out there. You know what I mean? Put this out there for podcast land, you know? I, I even I even uh, like I felt good doing podcasts and I, I worry and watch others and see if I can come up with something compelling and even if I do, I just assume it's been done more precise and much more intelligently. I mean and, and maybe me being the way I am, maybe that's enough to stand out. But I don't know if I'm copying someone or I can aspire from somebody. Listen, is it can I inspire? from somebody or aspire from I, I i i was honestly looking this is like the this is the one research thing i fucking did looking up aspire versus inspire sometimes it just fucks with my head i, I want to fucking know certain fucking thing like like randomly something would just fucking come to me i go i need to know what that really means you know what i mean i i i don't know but I said I discovered this podcast and I, I haven't listened to it, but like I, I think I was like looking at A V Club and there's like these dudes that are doing this niche podcast where like I guess they're testing out their mentality or something like that, testing out the psyche of watching a movie. But like like they'll watch one movie every week for a year. And just do an experiment on it for some I I don't know what the point of it is, but then like I start thinking if I'm not partaking in drama I have to come up with fucking some, like, you know, fancy niche that everyone wants to... Fu- like, random thoughts is not going to just fucking cut it, you know what I mean? People aren't going to fucking be going, oh, I got to hear random thoughts, so I got to hear that, you know what I mean? Uh, so, like, you know what I mean? I'm not going to be doing TikTok dances, so, I mean, I, this is all I fucking have is my stuttering and my, uh, you know, blathering away and shit like that. And um, since doing this, I, 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 I've been feeling scared to even, uh, I feel scared to even go on Periscope these days because it feels like every time I do, I have to hear about, 
more drama that is going on or tiptoe over shit that is happening or people in my chat because these people could be associated with dangerous people and they've done a good job that they have cemented their place in my head from the years of mental abuse that when they're not there, I wonder if they're going to strike because, um, you know, because what they did was implement, you know, a permanent paranoia. And if I express it, then I'm asking for more trouble. And I don't fucking know what some of these people are capable of. And I think they like that. People really don't like that I'm trying to move away from the drama. They really don't like that I went out and started a podcast on my own. And I'm and because I'm not doing it the way they would have liked you know, because I'm not doing the way they like, they, you know, have, you know, been really angry about that. And even if this shit is just in my head, maybe it's a testament to how much, uh, how much mental abuse, how much mental abuse I've taken over the fucking years. Like, I'm lucky to even have a few good moments on my own and actually try to create something. And even if there aren't many listening, and the ones that are are probably mocking it in a private group chat. It just feels like a repeat of things will continue to happen. People associating with people who have hatred for me because of my time on the show. I don't have the luxury of doing background checks on people because I don't have those resources. I don't know if whoever invites me on their podcast, they might end up being problematic. People in high positions don't like me, and the fact that I'm trying to stay sane, it feels like this never, like this never-ending cycle, it'll never end. And it feels like the push is always for me to kill myself or something. Even during a pandemic, some of these people don't have enough hearts to, like you know, not keep the paranoia alive. And maybe this is all in my head, and I'm just not used to having a streak of of peaceful shit going on. I don't know if people are, you know, I don't know if people um, try, trying to associate associate with me are actually dangerous fucking people or uh, setting me up for something, but I have to keep questioning everything and, ev- and everyone. And it is why it's so important for me not to just want to uh, want to be here because it feels like <clears throat> no matter how much time passes, there are people that know keeping me alive for now is is better because the more I'm willing to try and live, more people from the system will be sent to fuck with me and my head completely. And sometimes I don't know if I can fucking handle it. This will be a common complaint since the majority of the podcasts are just unfiltered thoughts from my brain and analyzing the way I thought or how past behavior is problematic because I fell for propaganda. I question my thoughts when I wrote things. Did I mean it? Or do, do, do I do I know people are watching and trying to trigger a response to show their hand? I don't know how to even think anymore. So I will get into a couple of my fucking topics. They've been building up for almost a week, and I know it might be lengthy. And this part, I had some, some of these jotted down when I, I had fresh thoughts. But when the days pass, I think to myself, eh, do I need to really cover it? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> So my good pal Howard Stern mentioned me earlier, uh, yeah, I mean last week, and I wonder what the point of that was, you know, maybe my assessment of him being on the good side for real 
but now is accumulating enough shadiness for an eventual on-surface heel turn. And part of him mentioning me was to put me in the consciousness of the public again. And right away, people were messaging me. And strangely enough, the Stern Show subreddit or other forums don't mention it. Because I'm not really their style. And they probably hate me. Where And they probably hate where I am politically. So wherever I'm brought up, it's either to shit on me or dismiss me entirely. Maybe with one or two saying they miss me. But, like, of course, you can't just have a compliment. So it's always in the most backhanded way possible. And maybe it's supposed to be a ploy to lure me back into the show because from time to time, when my trolls are not shitting on me, there are a few who show up and tell me they want me to call in. And the only way that I would ever entertain calling in if I could have a one-on-one with no Fred dropping audio drops, no Robin derailing from the valid, valid argument and just exi- exist to be a laugh track for Howard. Or, you know, Gary to come in with just to add some fucking shitty store, internet rumor story to discredit me and take away from the conversation. They have to realize that I, they have to realize if I do call in or talk to them that I'm not, I'm not the same guy and I'm much more mentally prepared for their tactics. But it'll never happen because I, I, I don't know why Howard would mention me. Everything, everything he does is very cautious, even though it has become evident now that it's, it's, but it's always been that way, no matter how organic you think he was being. I mean, he, he sets those seeds. He, he sets those seeds on, you know, on, on purpose. So I, I wonder what the fuck his purpose was for even mentioning me. I mean, it, it could be for nothing. Maybe it was a way to give me some podcast fodder because I need some interesting shit to talk about. And in some fucked up way, they are kind of helping me in some way. Or maybe they're just setting me up completely. I don't know. I, I know it might come across like I'm praising the elite by saying they're trying to do a favor for me, but back in my head, I feel like this is all a game. And while the other contestants are aware, and they, uh, you know, aware that they are contestants, uh, they don't break kayfabe. And I've been an unwilling participant in this because I just assume what's happening was just some organic shit happening. But like you know, like. But, like, a lot of this is just a, a, a reality show. So I don't know why you would mention me, Howard, but if you ever want to talk to me, we can talk. But at least show me the respect to admit what you've partook in and how you set out the narrative from people you probably tell to do it. Like, at least admit that. Like, I don't have the 100% accurate... I, I'm, I don't have to be... I'm, I don't have that, you know, 100% accurate... Um, uh, assessment, like, like, but but don't think I forgot where the leaked video shows you instructing your staff to create fake accounts to badger celebrities. If if you go that route to get people to to go to you, why wouldn't you do? Why wouldn't you do that to anybody you deem a troublemaker or someone who is a liability? If people start to agree with me, especially about my views on what your greater value assignment was from the elites when they chose you. I mean, like you said, the devil chose you because you're good at making people's lives miserable. 
people in lives miserables, miserable, miserable. Like the, the, I, I hate my fucking stuttering, man. I, I mean, I, I, okay, but like, yo, know, back to back to the point. Like, those are your admitted words in the past bits, back when you were actually honest to an extent with your audience. So you know what I mean. So if if you do want to talk, I mean, we can. But I mean, I don't understand why you wouldn't just say you want to talk to me. You have to get internet fucking people to come and go. Oh, call in, call in. And then if I call in, then the the, the you know what I mean. I, I time and time I test it out to see. Okay, let's see if they'll let me in. And once or twice, every every let's say uh, every couple of months, I I will try to call in to see. And there's nothing. So I'm like, okay, so these guys don't want me to call in. So I don't get why you would mention me for. You know what I mean? I don't get it. I really don't. And now for Conan. Wow. Okay, well, Conan, I heard what you said on your podcast. And I played at the top of, like, you know, the podcast. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I don't know what his problem is, but seemingly he has a fucking problem. He says he doesn't know who I am. Like, that. Like now, Conan, you can pretend not to know who I am. I get it. Everyone in the wrestling world, for the most part, that's in the industry. They have to dismiss me. And the ones that, you know, the ones that do know who I am have to discredit me and act like I'm a nobody. Now, I may not have been the most memorable character of the show. And, you know, Husey, you can say that, oh, I listened when Artie. I was there when Artie was there. So even you, Husey, you know, I gave you a shout out on uh, Mike Durbin's show. You know what I mean? You're still acting like you don't know who the fuck I am either. It was past my time. Okay, cool, cool. I, I got a problem with you, you know what I mean? You mentioned my name on Conan's show, so, I mean. But, you know, um, but you know, they made me a character when I did not want to be a player behind the scenes. You know, you, like, you know that, right? Because, like, you know, they they approached me, Conan. They approached me about about being a fucking intern on their show, right? And, and and when I figured out what was going on behind the scenes and didn't want to sell my soul, I, I can see why you and Disco would be so eager to dismiss me and do the typical tactics that the puppets in the system do. The ones who don't have the balls to stand up to the, their puppet, the puppeteers, as long as they, like, they'll be allowed to continue to exist and do their podcast, you know, uh, even if it's not like one of the biggest platforms. But I, I'm someone who found out of what could potentially go on behind the scenes and what people are forced to do. So wh while you two are probably, you know, people who pretended to be against a dying mismanaged company that was probably planned to fall apart anyways, you know, like, and, and I know that's where you get your street cred from because it, it, it's, it's not from being smacked in the face in public. And I, and I know, Conan, you could, you know, probably slap me around and that's fine. But don't do that thing where you dismiss me. Maybe you know I know – maybe you know I make a lot more shows interesting when I'm around. And if this was like your way of saying you're a fan and you want me on your show, just let me know. Just let me know, Essay. Oil of LA. No, I'm joking. I'm, I'm, I'm being an asshole. But, you know. There's only so much that, you know, I'll take from Conan 
Like, I, I get it, dude. You're the rock of, you know, AAA and all that type of shit. I get it, bro. I get it. But, like, for real, like, I don't know why you're you're dissing me. You're dissing me for. I mean, are, are you mad that, like, you had a sellout and become, become an NWO puppet? And you had to p- put that there and pretend, like, what you were part of wasn't, like, some, like, system fucking shit that was forced upon people to, like, accept a new world order and like the entertainment form and all that type of shit. I ain't having it. And fuck you too, disco. And I, uh, I, I hope, uh, Mike Durbin will probably listen. So I hope Mike Durbin shows you this. I, I cut a promo on you on Mike Durbin show. Uh, part two of my interview with him will be on, on Tuesday, by the way. So I'm sure I, I, the promo over there, I, I, this promo over here sucks because I'm reading it off a fucking thing just to keep my thoughts a little bit more saner. But it's not, it's coming off horribly, so now I have to ad lib because now ad libbing makes it a lot fucking better for some odd reason. Even though I probably don't know what the fuck I'm doing and shit, you know what I mean? And I got so much more to fucking talk about in, in this uh, raw thoughts episode. But I don't think I think I'm either do two parts of this fucking shit. You know what I mean? I, just, I had to address my old pal Howard and address Conan, the guy who said he doesn't know me, but he messaged when his podcast came out, keeping it 1,000. He messaged me in my inbox to go, hey, Dusty, you're going to be listening to my podcast? And he doesn't know who the fuck I am. Okay. I got you, Conan. I got it. Yeah, we got it, Conan. And and just, just let me add, like, uh, you know, just let me add this, uh, you know, with, with Conan, Howard, it all just, it all accumulates. Because even this weekend, it just feels like, like everyone's trying to mention me a little bit, but to get my attention. Like, even on, uh, like, Busted Open, and I'll go, with, with the whole post-Stern world thing, uh, what I was going through post-Stern, I'll get into details of that with my dealings of Busted Open and how that show changed, essentially. And it feels like, because, like, last year, you know, uh, Bully, I accused Bully Ray of, you know, doing the trolling as well, because he busts my balls. He's a Howard Stern fan. So whenever, you know, sometimes he, he'll be nice to me. We'll get along. I respect the fucking guy. I respect what the work he's done in the business and all of that. But he kind of, you know, gets Dave LaGreca to play the good cop while he plays bad cop. And some of the guys, you know, um, were, like, shitting on me, whether, you know, it'd be all the other people. Uh, it'd be fans who I believe are employed fanboys. They would just shit on me. And, and fangirls also. And I said some horrible things to some people who were fucking with me. And uh, when I said those, th- said those things, I don't even recall what I fucking said, but I know I didn't wish sexual assault on someone. If it, 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 I, I've had to really been in a really pissy ass fucking mood for me to fucking go down that route for, you know, again, that's not that whole shock value thing. So just recently, like the, like the guy was when the whole Ronda Rousey rant was going on, I guess there was a producer on the show that was, I guess it's a character who's supposed to be this whiny, entitled millennial character that they have on there. I don't know who he is. Um, name his name is Guns or something like that, and uh, somebody was comparing that to me, and then I I got into it with like one of the regulars that was starting the anti Hansy stuff last year, 
And then he brings up, oh, you, you did this, you wished uh, this on this woman and all that type of stuff. And I'm like, show the fucking tweets then. I mean, you guys have the fucking tweets. Show the fucking tweets then, right? And they didn't show the fucking tweets. And, you know, uh, I, I can just tell, you know, and I, I told Greco in private, I'm like, yo, it, like, if you really cherish, like, like what I contribute to your fucking show, like, it, like honestly, I, I'm not just, um, um, I'm not just fucking, you know, uh, saying that I, I, I made their show fucking a lot better. But for a long time, they fucking relied on me like Howard Stern did. Maybe they didn't exploit me as much. The exploitation came afterwards, you know, when they would play me snoring on the air. Because there have been times when the when the other, you know, people who do the call screens would check on me every fucking time to see if I'm awake so that we could avoid that problem. And sometimes I think that they bank on it. They could easily just skip that. But you know what I mean? And um, and again, it, you know what I mean? And because I was part of the Stern show, it did bring a lot a lot more fucking eyes on. Those people that called in and said, hey, I, I started listening because I heard Hansy was on here. And, you know, and, you know, and again, no one can ever give me credit because it doesn't go well. So, so it's like they fucking kind of, you know, they've exited me out kind of. But then the piece was made last year again in the summer when after all that, after I got suspended on Twitter and all that bullshit from all the bullshit that I had to deal with from that fucking show, they, you know, had a peace, peace treaty with me and they invited me to the SummerSlam weekend, which in my personal opinion, I don't think they really wanted me there for me. I think they wanted because a lot of people from the nation wanted to meet me. So, you know what I mean? And, you know, because the record earlier that year was like, oh, uh, you know, me and you are going to go out for dinner and, uh, you know, we're going to really hang out SummerSlam weekend. Like, like I, I'm, you know, I mean, you better be able to, you better be ready to hang out. And yet that didn't happen. Like, you know what I mean? He, he, he avoided me most of the fucking time, really. Because, you know, because now he's like in favor with the WWE. And, you know, he's a lot going backstage and all that, so they can't really associate with me, even though, like, you know, it was cool meeting Mark Henry and all that. But it's just, it's just funny that, like, a lot of these guys, like, they, 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 they claim, like, they already got their connections with what they have. They have their systemic connections and all that, yet they still need me to fucking, you know, rag on a little bit to get going and shit like that, even during a fucking pandemic, which is kind of fucking pathetic if you think about it. But it, now I'm going to move on to other thoughts. You know what I mean? This is really unorganized. I don't think I, I'm going to be able to f fit this in one fucking part, really. Because I, I keep taking breaks from the time to time. Like, you know what I mean? I, I could never really do this. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm moving locate. I'm like moving. Look, I'm moving around the house, basically uh, finding a better spot to fucking record it and all that. You know what I mean? So so that's why I, I decided to, you know, just address this shit. I might as well have addressed the Greco, the you know, the fucking you know, bully, busted open nation. Like, so, and I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying some of these guys there, they fucking really hate my fucking guts. Like they really don't respect me whatsoever. Like you know what I mean? That's that's fine. That's that's hilarious. I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll be listening to it secretly in their fucking Discord and fucking making you know, uh, snide remarks like the like they mean anything to anybody really. Uh, the fucking assholes that harass me from that crew. But anyways, I by the way, I, I like LaGreca. You know, me, me and him are cool, but sometimes I think, you know, he kind of immaturely pushes as, as well, maybe. Maybe because, you know, he's like on his best behavior now with like WWE, that he can't be as transparent about it. And personally, I think Bully Ray has kind of, you know, 
made the show a little. I mean, like listen, it, it's good banter. But um, maybe because I, I liked when Mortman and LaGreca were on the show together, uh, I just think the show has kind of become a WWE PR, uh, a, a PR company, a, a PR show for the fucking company, in my personal opinion. So um, I'm kind of outdated from the notes I took when I was doing this, but there have been like there's been like a lot of craziness with the Bernie dropping out, you know, Joe Rogan saying he would endorse Trump over Biden, and Alyssa Milano's craziness mixed with somehow a white woman claiming Karen is a racial slur and some you know some 4chan shit. Um, so I don't know where to begin because, uh, let me be clear, like there are a hundred, hundred thousands of people who could explain politics and have done the work. So this is just a dumbed down guy who looks at everything like wrestling and, and correlate each other because I feel like a lot of shit symbolically is being put in motion and everyone in their cliques have their agendas out there. Now, am I right? Probably not. But this is why it's called random thoughts, and most people are not listening. Other than a few dedicated people who need to consume anything I put out, even if it does not fit their standard of, you know, entertainment. And it feels like this is either becoming super transparent with how these uh, neo how these neoliberals have been, you know, have been in this limited narrative bubble, and they're starting to mirror one another. Like like mirror 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 one another as in they're mirror they're mirror they're mirror mirroring. So this, is, this is why a stutterer shouldn't have a fucking podcast. I mean, I'm talking to you, stuttering John. No, I'm joking. No, um, it, it's just funny that they're in this limited neoliberal bubble, and you know, uh, them and the conservative, them and the neocons are mirroring mirroring one another. Even though the neoliberals are always comparing the leftists to the actual fascists on the right. Like, that, that's what's always hilarious to me. There's no way that these people deteriorated mentally this fast. And maybe this is just some obvious heel turn for the actual working class to be the heroes. Since the positioning of celebrities to look like they're just useful idiots. And to me, that is kind of dangerous. I would rather analyze it by good guys, bad guys, different societies, different factions behind the scenes. Because even though we're in the era where it's become transparent why people should not idol worship, there's definitely something going on with them. And whatever, you know, happens to them symbolizes something, symbolizes, it symbolizes something whether it's for the greater evil or for the greater good, for the greater good. You know, if, you know, and just because it should not be this way, there are people with power who will use it for good on the surface, and then there'll be people who use it for evil. Some people might actually be good, but are purposely limiting a narrative for better people to call to to call it out. Like Alyssa Milano, maybe behind the scenes, actually wants 
like, you know, sexual abuse to stop. And she, and then, you know, and then she purposely took credit for other people's work so she could get the message out, you know, in the atmosphere, knowing that she'll have to become a villain. Knowing that she'll have to become a villain, that people who did the grassroots work will get credit. And maybe I'm giving this too much credit, but I feel like I need to think so far outside the box because life is a mystery. And maybe I feel like I'm on a purposely led journey, you know, a purposely led journey, you know, a journey where, you know, <laughs> you know, the journey that that's supposed to analyze why Samantha from uh, who's the boss has any say in these political matters. I don't know. So when she's claiming to take sexual assault serious, but then, but convince Biden supporters that this woman who who accused Biden of sexual assault is an agent for Russia, and the fucked up thing is that like they'll probably reveal that she has some ties to some shady people, and then leftists will claim it's a lie, and then I'll be left in a fucking conundrum to figure this shit out because I can't simply buy that these people are completely a part of uh, you know. I can't buy that these people are completely part of an oligarch. You know what I mean? Like, it's just my fucking fucked up brain that, you know, keeps going and shit like that. And even with, like, some leftists who defend Joe Rogan, I, I know, I know, I know he's given a voice to a lot of fucking people, left, right, you know, but I, I think he's a disinformation tool a little bit. And I know these people are on the good side, but it's like they're under it's like they're undecided powerful people and they need to be convinced on which side of the and and which side which policies are better. And and that's why that's why people needed Rogan to say he supported Bernie. And people will say he's a, and then people will say, Well, he's just a podcaster, so why get mad at him saying he would vote for Trump if Biden's a nominee? But weren't you just fucking praising that his word means a lot to some Trump supporters to get to Bernie's side? I I know that I know that the neoliberals pointing out are going to be chased away online for pointing it out. But it feels like Rogan is going to be exposed as a secret Trump guy because all these guys are playing a role where you don't know where they align. And when it becomes a narrative of a heel turn, then it will make sense when you accumulate the shitty things they did or said over the span of their career. So I don't fucking know anymore. I, it really confuses me. And maybe it, it is constantly my regret of never wanting to use my mind because I stupidly thought my mind would, you know, figure it out on its own. So now I'm making up, I'm making it for previous decades and I don't know where to begin to understand. So this is the, so this is why it's fun to analyze shit like it's fucking wrestling. And again, like you know, I, like I'm so desperate to do. Maybe that sets me apart from everyone else. Like like for like here's an example, right? Like here's here's an example, okay? Like like Bernie dropping out. You know, it seems like you know the system. It seems like the system. Is is like ready to shit on him, but because the system the system is established to to the real ones out there that it's evil. The idea the idea that Bernie put out there with his team is supposed to inspire people to open their minds at the potential in the future. The reason why I stopped paying attention to a lot of specifics, I, I expect you know smarter people 
I really do expect them, you know, uh, you know, smarter. I, I expect, you know, um, you know, you know, smart. I take it for granted. I, I, I expect smarter people to explain it. And, and, and I, you know, I, I, I get, like I say, I take it for granted because I assume that it'll all go to my head and I, I know when, when to use the talking point. So I come on here and I spew people's talking point, but the shit, the leftists have said and pointed out has made a lot more sense, even though I'm in my own conspiracy world with how I analyze. Sometimes I, sometimes I feel like I don't even belong in the presence of smarter people. So now, trans, so, so now transparently, as smarter people have pointed out, like Ricky Rawls for one, if there was someone else, let me know, like, you know, let me know, you know. But like... But the reason that these Biden supporters, chastising Bernie supporters for not voting for Biden is because they know he can't win. And they'll, bl they'll blame said Bernie supporters for it again because they didn't want him to address, uh, because, th because uh, they, they didn't want the... Uh, they didn't want to address the rape allegations. And the way that they set that up, they'll question the credibility you know, like, like they'll question the credibility is not going to get the voters, and these people have to know that. Sometimes I wonder if this whole Trump experiment is a way to destroy the system with idiocy and chaos, so we can start fresh. And that would be, and you know, listen, man, that that would be like an an amazing plan. But the fucked up part, the fucked up part that always fucks with my mind is that billions of people will have to get sacrificed for this, and it feels like that's what's happening now. And I don't know for sure. I just feel like this is all fucking a scripted process. And it, it, it doesn't mean everything is fucking evil, but the good is not showing itself in the mainstream in the best fucking possible way. That's how I analyze that shit. Like, the, the, there has to be a script, like like an, elitist, like, like an elitist liberal complaining about cancel culture when it comes to pointing out that you're not supporting the best candidate. And I wish they would just say, hey, uh, he was part of the evil side, but he had to do some fraternity initiations. And now because uh, because now he's on the good side, he, he, he's, not, he's not part of that evil. And if this were 2014, I would have gone with that because I was under the impression people were leaving the dark side and people bringing it, bringing it up are sent from a sinister system trying to fuck up their lives. Now that this shit does not happen, I... I, I but now I figure these things are supposed to be called out, and it feels even more transparent with how these people have platforms, feel themselves so much that they have blue check marks. So you can point out, oh, why does it always come to blue check mark? No one cares about your fucking check mark on a shitty social media app. We care because they promote your limited fucking narrative, and because your shitty blue check mark is what users see first. You know, and not other voices that should be out there and could possibly probably analyze it a lot fucking better. It's just so fucking annoying seeing like, you know, Alyssa Milano deflecting criticism by acting if people were Bernie supporters or other political commentators and media, you know, rubbing it in. The leftists will never have a job and they'll work at McDonald's. You can't say that these celebrities aren't in position to of uh, in, a, in a position to be part of an important conversations, yet we reduce them to just celebrities and not and not have any influence when their families and associates have ties to institutions and industries that got them propped up. 
It's like it's so it's like it's so fucking disgusting. And 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 maybe maybe I'm dumb maybe I'm a dumb dumb for thinking that this is a fucking script. But I can't believe people are this fucking stupid and transparent without any logical fucking reason. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not buying it. And if you want to tie into wrestling, you know, if you want to tie it into wrestling somehow, uh, Bernie Bernie losing and his people not wanting to vote for Biden then getting mocked for it is like when wrestling fans are not happy with, like, with their guy getting treated like a joke by the establishment and threatened to cancel the WWE Network. While people who want to, you know, suck up to the establishment or a part of it will mock them, in a, and then a few months later do a raw reunion where they haul out, you know, Attitude Era stars. You know, they, they haul out Attitude Era stars to show up and then beg the fan base not to fucking leave, like you do at you know every fucking uh, election cycle and shit. I mean, maybe I was reaching with this one, but whatever, man. And I'll finish off with this for the, the, the political stuff that I, I had in my fucking head. If these Biden people, like, legit want people to vote for him, then, like, you know, um, like, you know, um, Mike Preisner on his podcast, he said, go put in the work and knock on doors, you know, and do all that politi- political shit. You know, I, I can't remember the terms because I can barely retain anything, but I think it's, I don't know, go, can- go canvassing, canvassing. I can't pronounce words, man. Go canvassing, canvassing, or some shit, and you know, and, and put in the work since you don't want to, since you just want to pretend you're doing something by talking down to people. And maybe you guys don't want Biden to win. Maybe because there's a lot of these people that are actually Trump supporters, because he was good at, you know, he was good for their taxes or lack thereof. You know, sometimes when I, you know, I, I look at this like like wrestling, should I be a smart mark in the room pointing out like that, you know, they're getting worked or do I have to buy into the kayfabe to, a bit to be part of the conversation? I mean, either way, no one's really listening to me anyways. You know, I can at least bring the dumb, the dumb guy perspective because most people analyzing politics, in my opinion, have never been in a position where they were considered dumb by society standards. So at least, uh, you know, at least I can explain why most dumbed down people just go with whatever is easier and just look to smarter people to, you know, set the standard for them to start thinking. And I'm sure if, if anyone has a problem, a bunch of Karens will, you know, show up in my fucking mentions, you know what I mean, to fuck with me. I don't even know how the fuck that. I just think that's one of the the, the, the whole Karen the, calling a white woman Karen is like a slur. It's like they they come up with this shit, so basically, like it, it just discredits any type of fucking any type of fucking movement because everything is labeled like alt right or anything like that. If you disagree with neoliberals, you're an alt right, even though they probably have more in common with uh, the neoconservatives than like, you know, like the, then, then like the neoliberals are saying that the leftists have in common with uh, uh, the, the right wing or something like that for some odd reason. And, you know, some people could make that argument to some degree with some people's platforms and all that, but, we're not allowed to blame podcasts or like you know comedians 
or any type of any type of person with a platform not to be you know to be respo- to be responsible. But it's funny because the mainstream media like they have the bigger platforms and yet they're not responsible with anything they fucking do. And they've made it clear since fucking Trump has been in office, especially the last fucking year or so. It's been really really fucking transparent. Now for like the wrestling portion of my uh, random thoughts. For some reason earlier last week, I jotted down Hogan saying this is uh, the the COVID-19 is uh, Hogan saying that this is God's punishment when this coronavirus thing was happening. And I know a bunch of like supposed progressive atheists just face palmed themselves when reading that. But because I think that, you know, people who are elite in the world who think they're God, you know, I, I actually think that, you know, there are people who are, you know, who, who think that they're God actually think that. And but since we're in the era where pretentious celebrities are giving their less than scientific opinions, people are going to be know-it-alls and be like, well, actually, but, but this, this pandemic, but if this pandemic was planned out for a mass sacrifice, that is I mean, that is probably something that's going on. Then, then yeah, I, I can buy that there are people who look at themselves as God. And, like, I, I mean, look, I look at people who look at themselves as God would put put that out in the world. That's why every person who's putting a message of God out there always has to be this like televangelist or you know Kanye West. And since we're kind of at the end times and like in some of these prophecies, I I wish I you know. I, I wish I'd gone into religion more to at least know what the what the capabilities of what the thought process is, and I'm and I'm not yelling at anyone who to believe in God, but I, I but I don't think you have to be religious to believe that there's things behind the scenes or above us that are far more powerful and have justification for why people have to die, and and and, ch- and choose who gets to live. And, and by the way, I, I want to send a side note. Hogan looked pretty dope with the full blonde beard, and not that you know, uh, not that bl- uh, the black facial bl- facial hair that looks like he just spray painted to blend in with his like blonde mustache and all that. That's why I took away from it. I don't even know why I jotted this down. I just thought, okay, Hogan's talking about it. So whenever I I, I just know that whenever a celebrity does like this whole like uh, you know, like I said, celebrities are supposed to be discredited now, right? So, whenever one of them says something about, like, oh, this is God's punishment, or this is God's this and God's that, we're all supposed to groan because, because, because like, they're already discredited and they're already seen as a villain uh, to everyone else. But um, even when they're being villainous, they're actually kind of telling you the truth a little bit because people still want to believe that this, is, this just came about on its own and, you know... God bless you if you, I mean, if you believe in God, but you know, I, and and by the way, and that transitions me fully into wrestling and here are some of my thoughts that got my brain sparked up because I know these things are implemented to set the groundwork before something big happens in my personal opinion. Like I've like stated for like, you know, the, the, the majority of, of, of every podcast, like I have to put like disclaimer that these are my thoughts like, this is how I analyze shit, even if you don't agree with it. Again, no one's listening, so it doesn't really matter. 
You know what I mean? Uh, so like, like I was saying, like I, these things are implemented to set the groundwork before something big happens. And I don't know how long I can take watching shows without an audience. I, I know these people would just, I, I just wish these people would stop doing the tapings. And I, I, I don't know the rules for why this has to happen or whatnot, but you would, but Apparently, USA and Fox wanting live shows makes me think we'll find out what is going on. Is that Vince wanted the live programming going on? And whatever it is, whoever it is, like, you know, they're fucking idiots. But then again, then, then again, you know, this goes to my fucking theory that these celebrities are so far advanced and have connections to cures, etc., where they can go about doing shit and we'll be like, oh my God, oh my God. And, and but then, but then since we're in the era of WWE being shady and being completely transparent with it, while their fans will move goalposts goalpost for fucking days and days and days, it feels like there's something bad that's going to happen from this, and I feel like someone will end up getting it, I, and I really hope not. But it feels like with how the controlled, negative and positive is towards the company. And the fact that the media outlets have been hampering on this, it tells me something will arise from this. But don't, but don't take my word. I've said multiple times uh, a certain situ- a certain situation where it where, where it's caused backlash was going to be the end of them to expose shadiness. But I guess not yet. It feels like they're just accumulating more and more bad press, while like the employed fanboys and girls will cover for them. It just it just sickening. I would prefer if people just spent a lot of time cutting promos and doing character building in their own environments if they insist on taping shit. I mean, su- supposedly like they were ready to tape for weeks or of shows, but then at the last minute they were informed they would go live. And then again, that, and again, because I believe everything's planned out, I, I I thought like that was also planned out. Whatever they tell us, these people like they, they know beforehand this is gonna be this is gonna be happening. Just always remember that these people play by different rules, and I'm I'm sure there'll be specials or a documentary on this. Conveniently, the cameras are always rolling over there. There'll be like documentaries, like you know, what I mean, they're already incorporating it in into you know, make it more compelling for the documentaries with uh, uh, with uh, you know, Drew McIntyre uh, finding out that you know, there's there's not gonna there's not gonna be a WrestleMania um, and in front of a fucking live crowd and shit or something like that. You know what I mean? I, that's just my personal fucking opinion. Like you know, what I mean, you don't gotta fucking believe, like you don't gotta uh, believe me or not. You know what I mean? Um, I'll go through some um, post-Mania stuff. I thought the post-Mania Raw was okay. I like that Apollo Crews got uh, so much time with Aleister Black. And and people asked, like, a valid, uh, asked, like, asked with a valid, like, you know, question, you know, valid opinion, valid question. How can someone, like, like, how can you have someone like him lose so frequently, frequently with less, but then be able to give a better performance with you know Alistair Black, and there are always ways to explain it. Like uh, I can, you can say people are bribed to take dives, or they're um, sports entertainers where they are not focused on their you know true athletic ability, or or maybe like they can't perform well in front of a live crowd, and because they're in uh, because they're intimidated in front of a live crowd, uh, no audience has helped them focus more. Uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I, there's ways to explain it. You know, I mean, it, it'd be great if you, if there'd be a character going, oh, I don't want fans back because I, I can focus more on shit. 
I can focus more. Like you know what I mean? I, that's why I always pitch to um uh MVP. I remember like in uh when you on Twitter. I don't know if you'll remember this, but I remember I pitched him after he left New Japan. I said uh, I wrote to him on Twitter one time and I said uh you know you know what you should do you should um um be this uh, purest Japanese uh, enthusiast that you know will give fans uh, you know shit for not being as cultured as the Japanese audience like you give them shit for not for not sitting down and being quiet and letting the wrestlers do their art and you and you would you know what I mean and, and, and not and because he can't concentrate on that you know what I mean but I mean he never went back to WWE afterwards but I mean I thought that would be a great gimmick I thought you know someone should do that but but now with the with this pandemic you know it's you know, all you know, you can do whatever the fuck you want now with with some of the creative shit. Like this will force you to be, you know. But you know, um, with uh, rest of Raw, there's like a, you know, I I thought it was silly to have Big Show challenge Drew, so you can so so you can say he had, uh, you know, a, a fucking title defense, since there won't be an event in a while. It, it's just funny that if you, if if that if this could have happened, could you imagine if this happened at a mania in front of a live crowd? Imagine Drew winning and celebrating, then Big Show dragging him out there to have one more match right after. And, and, and you, you know, you know how I think WWE will give us a good moment and then ruin them because they're because suppo we're supposed to hate them now. I thought that Big Show was gonna beat him, and you know, thank God it didn't happen. But I could see WWE. Uh, you know, doing that, and I can see the shills defending in that too. Like, of course he, of course he's gonna be the champion. He has a sitcom on Netflix, and if the Netflix audience, uh, you know, the wide the wide variety of Netflix audience can see him as a champion, maybe they'll find a reason to tune into WWE. You know what I mean? I I mean, dude, you don't don't put it past them with that shit. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, I like that Bianca Belair is not making an entrance with the Prophets because she's establishing establishing herself uh, aligned with them, but she has her own identity, so that she comes out by herself, and that's what I was worried about. You know what I mean? You 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 have her come out, you know, and you know, beat up Zelina Vega while like Monta Montez Ford is making facial expressions, appreciating his fucking queen. You know what I mean? That's dope. But I like that. You know what I mean? Because like the thing is, people are because I saw people on Twitter uh, questioning it, like, oh, why isn't um, Bianca Belair coming out with uh, the Street Profits? You know what I mean? Why, why isn't he coming out with the Street Profits? Uh, you know what I mean? But then it's like. Why would you want that? Because you need her to have her own fucking identity. You 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 need to have her own identity. You you, you don't want to make it seem like she's in the like. No disrespect to Zelina Vega, but she wrestles spor sporadically. She doesn't wrestle often. You know what I mean? She doesn't wrestle often. She's more of a manager who can take bumps and all of that. So it, it, so sometimes she will wrestle. Like like people are not. Like, I don't think she's expecting people to think that she's gonna put out. Four five star matches, Lena Vega, right? I mean, not to say that she can do that in the future. Maybe she will become like uh, a be like a better wrestler, but she's uh, be being used as like a, a manager. You you don't want to put Bianca Belair in that same category. You know what I mean? Um, with NXT, uh, I'm glad that the Gargano and Champa shit is uh, seemingly done. Listen, I know this generation of fans have become fickle, like you know Daniel Bryan says, but because we want long-term feuds, but it feels like on purpose WWE does like the most over 
most over and over and it does it to like is it doesn't it, it's done on purpose for us to like get sick of it and because we have been like trained to think that the way we look at look at look like the you know like, you know, I mean, like, we, like we're trained to think that, you know, the way that we... So I'm getting stuck over my fucking notes. So let me try that again. I, I could just re-record this, but I've already recorded it in a chunk. So I'm going to have to redo the whole wrestling thing over again. And I'm not, I'm not fucking doing that. I, I'm not doing that. I can just stop it now and then continue on if you want. But I'm already going on, like, reaching an hour. People are going to complain this is too long. Whatever, I'm I'm gonna stop now and uh, reshuffle my thoughts about the NXT Gargano and Champa because every because everyone that listens to this podcast, um, you know, has been clamoring for my thoughts on this fucking matter. You know what I mean? Everyone's been clamoring for it. You know, how many how many self how many self deprecating jokes can you make about yourself, man? Oh, shut the fuck up. So let me start that again, you know, um, with NXT, you know, I'm glad that, you know, Gargano and Champa are like, you know, seemingly done. And I know because this generation of uh, fans have been become fickle, right? Like Daniel Bryan says, and because we want long term feuds, you know, this Gargano and Champa thing should be something that, you know, that we we should like. But it feels like on purpose when WWE does something good, they, you know, like, and like on purpose, WWE does the most and then overdoes it. And then it's done on purpose for us to get sick of. And because we have been trained to think that way, we end up looking like the battle guys. Listen, I will say I've enjoyed their matches previously, but some of them are just overbooked with false finishes, you know, that should end the match. Like when, like when these dudes kill each other, you know, but like I saw, I saw a fucking match take place in John Cena's psyche, so I don't know anymore. Like I think the you know I think like it's safe to say that you know uh, we're going beyond like what's realistic anymore, really. You know what I mean? But I I think the injury, well, but I think like like I guess it soured on me a little bit. Like uh, I think the injury from Champa concluded the feud temporarily. And then, the, and then the, you know, they were, you know, back to being friends. So, like, it's it's like they transparently show that there is a kayfabe to some extent. But I think the roles are reversed because I think Gargano, like, Gar, Gargano was, like, like, legit over as a good guy. And now he has to channel his community community theater acting to play this heel. And, like, and like now you turn Candace heel, too. Even though WWE were showing her the previous week that the interviewer shouldn't ask her about her husband issues because she has to worry about herself and her career. And now you turned her heel. And, you know, and the heel turn was cool where you thought she kicked Gargano in the balls and she wanted to end it. And I, and I was going to complain about that. I was like, oh, how are you going to, like, 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 because, like, they made it, like, oh, so, like, possible that these people, they made it, like, like so possible for people to see, like, the real lives of these people so that you don't buy into, I, me personally, I don't buy into angles when somebody who's married to someone in real life turns on them. So I was like, okay, you know, she, you know, you know, she kicked up Gargan on the balls and then she, it was revealed after she kicked Champa in the balls, 
when she came in that Gargano had a cup in which he kind of put it too close to Ciampa's face, which is disgusting because like not only are like we wrestling this close during a fucking pandemic. Now that you know Ciampa has to smell a fucking cup that was in your fucking pants, Gargano. Come on. So the feud is done, but it was like a hybrid between Taker and Styles match and the Edge and Orton match that I have, others have pointed out. You know what I mean? So like the thing is, like I I like this I, I like this feud. I thought it was a really really good feud. I think the neck injury, and that's like not their problem. It's, it's not their fault. The neck injury and all that, you know, kind of uh, put a damper on like. I think it was supposed to conclude last year over there, right? So like now with Champa returning. It, like, you know, he, they, like, they were both good guys for a bit. Now Gargano has, like, a valid reason to hate Ciampa or whatever, and somehow he's the bad guy and all that. So, I don't know. Like, the way that she turned on, the way that, you know, Candice, Lur Candice LeRae turned on, uh, you know, uh, on uh, 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 Ciampa, like, you know, and made a fool out of him. Like, that doesn't make it seem like the feud is over. But, like, is the feud over? Or because Killer Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux were watching from the outside, right? Um, we're watching in a, in a car when they're leaving the building. So, like, are like are they like are Gargano and Champa gonna? Uh, Gar no, I'm sorry, is uh, Gargano and Larray gonna go back to being kind of good guys if they're facing Scarlet and Killer Cross? Because Killer Cross seems like a bad bad guy. You know what I mean? He seems like you know a, a bad a bad guy. He's per he's a perfect bad guy to me. So and Scarlet Bordeaux. So I don't know like what they're gonna do with that. Like maybe uh, Killer Cross he feuds with uh, with Champa. Maybe maybe that's where he goes next. Um, you know, Io Shiray won uh, the number one contenders match. She has a briefcase, so I don't know if that's gonna be her version of the Money in the Bank, where maybe she has to give advance notice that she's gonna cash in. You can't just cash in automatically. But uh, let me tell you something. It's 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 going to be a hell of a match between Charlotte and Io. But I I do not look forward to seeing Io fucking job to Charlotte. I think she should win. And just like John Pollock pointed out, like Io should have, like the like the she should become a baby face from interacting with Charlotte, and with Candice being uh, a heel as well. Uh, you know, it, that could rekindle their feud down the line. But I hope Io Shirai wins. I, listen, I know people are, are going to be like, well, yeah, she put her over, right? But, like, again, these, these title reigns don't really mean anything to Charlotte because they're just trying to amp her up until she gets to her dad's fucking number. They're, like, they're, like, they're clearly, you know, doing that. So, like, some of these title reigns are not going to really mean shit, really. I wish it wasn't the case, like you know what I mean. But cause I don't mind. Listen, I don't mind Charlotte being a fucking heel, you know. On on SmackDown, um, I mean, there's nothing really much to say other than like them teasing, uh, teasing a Sasha Banks and Bailey split. I, I like that Bray is going back to the title, but then it feels like they're trying to to redo even the Goldberg loss which they didn't need to do to begin with and just kept the title on him. Cause then why does he want it back when he did not care that Goldberg won? And I feel like with the story, with the storytelling going on on a grander level is that it exposes that sports entertainment factor plays in when you can say that some matches are fixed. And since the corporate type need reigns to get over and, you know, needed to fight Goldberg who fans are sick of, because they're sick of, you know, one uh, part-time champions. 
uh, you know, and you know, and since you know, you know, it would have been a shoe in for Romans to win acceptance. And since Wyatt's character is a controlled opposition character, where he probably serves the top brass on some level, it, it's more like a prid, a quid pro quo. So they gave him the Cena match to get his retribution. I mean, there's a whole history you can expose the shit. Like, you know, there's a whole history of it that you can expose they, 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 that they never explained. And then you can tie it all together. And maybe this is where the hacker character will take place. You know what I mean? But I, but I don't know. Like, but Bray Wyatt, you know, um, you know, Braun no-selling the Fiend's Playhouse spiel was pretty cool, though. I don't know if I want every match to be the supernatural shit because how can you explain that in kayfabe, you know? I mean, does the WWE and the elites have advanced technology where they can record inside someone's psyche and then air it out on television? Like, you know what I mean? Like, why not? Why not? That probably exists in real life anyways, but, you know, maybe WWE is, like, doing their job and slowly showing you that there's like more, you know, more shit going on or whatever. You know what I mean? And that's why, that's why, you, that's why you need characters like Bray Wyatt. That's why it works so well, because like, because like, whether people want to realize it or not, a lot of uh, Bray Wyatt stuff, they found a character to kind of like put out like, like for example, right? For some, for example, with this John Cena thing, right? Let's say for example, John Cena in the future gets himself into a scandal or something like that. Then you're gonna be like, oh, I guess Bray Wyatt's, uh, you know, I, I, you do it ironically. Oh, I guess Bray Wyatt's, uh, um, uh, uh, him embracing his dark side has, has exposed that Cena is kind of a jerk, like in real life, whatever, right? But that's why these things, like, it's it's called predictive programming, essentially, lesser magic, if you will, if like someone told me, you know. But you know, I'm I'm not really excited for some of this post Mania stuff. I guess, like, I was intrigued by Mania because, like, oh, what are they gonna do with like you know no crowd and all that? But like now, like even with AEW, I mean AEW is doing it better. But uh, like, what, like, what are you supposed to do with all these fucking you know characters and all that type of shit? You know what I mean? Like, what are you supposed to do with like you know what I mean? No, like, no one like like ratings are fucking falling falling down. Like AW and NXT were both tied, and, and ratings shouldn't fucking matter. But it's like, do we really fucking like the, the, this is not like Rebby, and I I don't agree with Rebby Hardy often, but wrestling is not essential work, man. It's, it's not essential. I I think something bad's gonna happen with this fucking shit. It just feels like the with, the with the way people are reacting, and then people going, "Oh no, don't worry about anything." It feels like like Vince McMahon's going to have another fucking scandal on his fucking hands. In my personal opinion, nothing I've said on here, you know, it's proven true. It's just my shitty fucking theory. They're just random fucking thoughts, per usual. You know what I mean? Now with this, uh, uh, this is what I wanted to talk about, and I'm probably gonna butcher it. I've been butchering this whole podcast. Uh, I saw the Brawl for All episode um, of Dark Side of the Ring, and I, and I liked it. I thought it was cool to see Bart Gunn being interviewed, and even enjoyed, even them enjoyed like you know touching on Draws's accident, because like you know he had an accident where like you know D'Lo Brown paralyzed him, you know. And it was just sad seeing the guy in a you know wheelchair, you know what I mean? And it was just, but it, it was cool that they got a touch on that, you know. Um, you know, it, it was just it's just weird, you know what I mean? I killed D'Lo Brown's push, 
But I, I, but I, but you know, the stuff that I didn't like about, it, I felt it was basically a Vince Russo and Cornette working a fucking program together again, where it has to center on them. And like, and the and the reason I think it's a work is because I've always maintained that these guys are in fraternities and they have bump cards and planned injuries or when someone's career is going to be shorted. You know what I mean? Like, you know, somebody MVP once said, and I, this is, this is my interpretation of what he said, even though he didn't full out say what I'm thinking, he'll always refer to like wrestling as game of Thrones and oh, wrestling is worse than game of Thrones. And I interpret that, you know, with like some of these fraternity fraternity type of rules, you know what I mean? Um, and, and, you know, um, and, and, you know, now during the attitude era, they had to come up with a reason why all this craziness happened, whether people getting injured or stupid storylines, partaking in stupid storylines that is bottom of the barrel, you know, it it had initiations being uh, played out in front of you. And that's what brawl, that's what brawl for all was. And it had to be blamed on Russo. Since he's like the fall guy for writing these kind of shoot storylines, but the injuries were always going to happen, in my opinion. Even though you know, I, I, and I'm sure Steve Williams, Steve, uh, you know, St- Doctor Death, Steve Williams was never going to be like a star there. Like I think that's like folklore, like that they're planning to be. Like you know, at the most, he probably would have been um, better off being Vince McMahon's bodyguard and taking the big boss man spot. You know. I, I know what I'm saying goes against like the official narrative is, but I always felt these people know where the world is going with the future. Um, being in documentaries and interviews to be conducted where people could profit, and it and maybe and maybe like Bart Gunn had a chance to sell his soul, and maybe when he did not want to go that route, he was designed to be embarrassed on pay per view. So Ru- Russo represents that guy. And it's funny that Vince McMahon does not get any blame for okaying this thing to happen. And people mentioned Vince wanted to bring NXT back, um, brawl, uh, wanted to bring Brawl for All back with NXT in 2010. But, you know, the thing that they, the, the thing is, they have somehow brought it back. Why do you think these wrestlers are hitting each other so hard and kind of being careless with it? It's because these are initiations that are required so the wrestlers are doing it while making you think that they're the ones making that decision. Like, I'm sorry, when you have, like, Brock concussing Orton at SummerSlam 2016 and you find out that Vince okayed it, it has to make you think that if, if, if these things are used to further storylines in some ways because they're slowly breaking kayfabe of wrestling, which is why Ronda's storyline, uh, working the fans on the internet, is funny. And even though you can't address anything, there's a way to address it within their kayfabe world that the, that wrestling is not real. I wonder if she's like not working us, and the reason why wrestlers turn on the fans is because WWE have their shills, like they have like like WWE like uh, has their shills being over the top, so it makes like the talent feel like shit and side with the company, or do certain talents know what they're doing? by being shills and getting backlash on purpose. Maybe the entire thing is a work and it's going to be exposed, but back to the main point, I mean, WWE has been incorporating Brawl for All throughout different eras, and in the Attitude Era, it took form of combat sport like it was supposed to, like, like it was supposed to fail, and now Cornette and, and, and Russo um, have to fucking argue over it.
over, over, and over because Russo is basically the representation, the representation of what the overall system wanted out of all the entertainment forms back then. So, like now, all the, in my personal opinion, you know what I mean. And you know, and 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 back to Rousey, like you know, exposing the fucking business, um. Like, like Rousey exposing the business is planned, and it can all be explained within storyline world, because it seems to be more and more transparent that wrestling is not quote unquote real, and people breaking kayfabe, and because of people breaking kayfabe, because this is the next evolution of kayfabe being done, people will dismiss it because of her past and not taking a loss well or having conspiracy thoughts. But it's funny that these people believe the system's version of the events when shown. And then proven otherwise, but then someone can't think something was a false flag, which has been reduced to thinking that the event did not happen. Not that, you know, it could be orchestrated because a bunch of sh- um, uh, shitty liberal wrestling fans think the U.S. couldn't kill its own fucking kids when they've been killing kids overseas and intellectual intellectually um, justifying it on a constant fucking basis. You know what I mean? Um, other with the wrestling stuff, I mean, I got a few other things with the wrestling stuff. The other revival got released from the contracts. And by the way, I never know what outlet reported the story out first because I normally catch it from Reddit or Twitter threads, etc. So if I'm not giving credit to people for, for the uh, who broke the story, I apologize, but I could be wrong. You know, I, I think it was either Sadden or Sean Ross Sapp from Fightful. Um, but their but their names post WWE will be Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood, and to me that sounds like two mercenaries hired by you know Yosemite Sam to put an end to Bugs Bunny. I mean, just horrible name. I mean, I I know uh, Scott uh, Scott Dawson's uh, name is uh, something Harwood, right? You know, or or does something. I think his name is Harwood. I'm not sure, but I don't know Cash Wheeler. You know. You know, and I, I, don't, I don't think they should go to AEW right away, but they probably will. I, I wish, uh, you know, I wish they would go to NWA or New Japan, but I mean, I don't know what this pandemic. And and people are going to be like, oh, well, you know, they're, they're going to be a talk about the card and no other tag teams. But I wish, I wish teams will have blood feuds that are not for the title. So it doesn't just seem like one title feud and the rest are just in the background. But, you know, but, but what is disgusting is that, Typical WWE shill-ass bitches who are prepared for this day because they're given the forewarning about, you know, when to start hating somebody if they suspect that they're going to go to a next fucking uh, company. So they'll prepare for this day. So that is why they counter any complaining against the corporation as green and is seen as lame. And now they're playing elitist by acting like it was a good job to fire them. During a fucking pandemic, you know what I mean. So that's so they have no fucking crowd when they debut with AEW, and these are the same people that are giving Dave Meltzer shit for analyzing ratings, which is stupid, by the way. During this fucking pandemic, now either there are some you know cold, cold ass bastards wanting to wanting the tip of the corporation's oppressive dick in their mouth, or they know this shit is a work. And they're pretending to be badasses with their comments because people will think they're cold. I can I can see both. You know, same and, and, and same goes for people that are plotting that you know Charlotte Flair potentially you know 
um, um, politicking wins and using her power to get people to lose. And it makes me wonder if this is just modern day work now and to get fans to really hate people because it'll play a factor when things do get better with the future of wrestling. I have no idea. It has to be, it, it has to be, to be this transparent. And then people hate me for propping up one of the corp, uh, one of the corporate chosen ones because it's all work to change our real feelings. The attitude arrow it was still it's still fresh in my fucking mind. You know what I mean? Like I still remember I I bought it. I look back now. I bought into Shawn Michaels being a fucking dick. But guess what? I could have been worked by that. People don't want to admit they're being fooled, and maybe these fans online are fooling me, and I don't want to fucking admit it. Like I don't fucking know. So with um, some uh, hip hop news that caught my eye. Um, because I always analyze what initiations are being taken place and what, like, things are happening to different characters and what seeds they're planting. So I see this young Chop dude who looks, who, who's a producer from Chicago. I think he's associated with Chief Keef. He kind of looks like uh, if uh, uh, a male activist group decided to reboot, reboot Precious as a male version to show the Hollywood liberals what happens when they do a female Ghostbusters, you know? I don't know if that was funny. I, I don't know. I just that came to my head. Um, anyways, he's been feuding with 21 Savage and Drake. And I wonder if this represents that he is, like, being MK Ultra and he's just malfunctioning. And there's, like, will be some exp- exposition soon. Or is there just some kind of storyline to make him do crazy shit because he's been chosen to become... The sports entertainer where you become a fucking meme. You know, and French Montana um, blaming fans for gassing him. Um, and, he, uh, you know, saying that you, you, you guys are gassing him and it'll get him hospitalized or killed. And now I wonder, as a conspiracy theorist, is that this designed for someone like me to analyze this shit? Like this celeb is implying that Chop is gonna, going around spazzing and is going to get killed. Because now if something does happen... You'll have assholes on, like, you know, the conspiracy message boards. You know, we'll have videos of, you know, Montana's tweet played in slow motion while there's, like, some, you know, anonymous music playing in the background where, you know, Professor Griff's quote is being played in the audio section, you know, talking about the Illuminati, talking about the industry. I I remember, I think it was a couple of years ago... uh, uh, young Chop was uh, spouting off at Kanye and how he thinks people like him use young producers and throw them away without ever getting any credit. If I'm not mistaken, but it's just weird. You know, it's like hip-hop has become better than WWE with their storyline. So I don't know where I'm gone, but I'm intrigued by it. Like, you know, pulling up in an Uber to go threaten 21 Savage and then, you know what I mean? Like, it, it just feels like it's really, really scripted, you know what I mean? And, and and by the way, and when I say WWE, um, hip hop has better uh, storylines than WWE, I mean like, I'm talking. I'm I'm not talking about just beef. I'm talking about the admiration as well because this past weekend, RZA and Premier had a dope battle, and it was a friendly battle without like you know any beef going on. And I've been so lost because I took a break from hip hop for a couple of years when I got into the conspiracy world and thought like you know all my you know. Um, I I thought all my hip hop heroes sold their sold their souls, and then and then I dove back into it after 
two years later, and so, so I felt I could not remember everything with all the new music constantly coming out, and not only can I barely retain new music, but by default, I've forgotten about specific of artists and songs from the time I listened very intently, and it fucks with my head because I do have so much appreciation for hip hop, and it seemed like the only entertainment form that you know welcomed me when other entertainment forms uh, were just, you know, U.S. imperialism messages during the Bush era. So it was cool to see these legends going at it. And there's so much Twitter threads and blog sites that can break it down better. But if you grew up on uh, RZA and Premiere, you would fucking love this. And as somebody who got into it, got into it late and had to go back when I was getting into it in the late 90s and early 2000s to hear stuff and, for, you know, familiar, familiarize myself, it really took me back to when I was happy and just discovering hip-hop shit and wanted to learn more about it. And I, I wish I can go back to that time, because, you know what I mean? Because I, I really have nothing now. You know, I, I every day I'm surrounded by trolls and um, the struggle to even, like, record a fucking podcast and insisting that, you know, I'm, 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 I'm better... Um, I, I, I can do better, um, you know, just thinking that, you know, uh, that, you know, that I have a voice and I can use it for something, but like, it's just, I struggle because I don't know who's going to come and attack me. Like, even with this, like, uh, you know, um, uh, you know, and it's not really hip hop related, but I guess you can say it because hip hop songs are being put in this, but even with this new shit going on with TikTok, the, you know, the 2C slide and the no rush challenge. I can appreciate the music getting played for these interesting challenges, which I'm indifferent to because I like some, I like some, and I hate the other. And I think these TikTok TikTok challenges exposes that I'm not super creative with this stuff. And when I go to go on this app, and I can barely understand and uh, and I not know how to fucking use it, and I start panicking and I I keep up, like I can't I can't keep up with this generation's creativity. And when it gets too much, I have to reassure myself that I will get an Illuminati microchip and it will help me unlock the hidden features in my fucking mind or something. I think one of, uh, I think, uh, one that made me uh, intrigued was the No Rush Challenge because that one was just a simple... It was, it was simple and the ones that, you know, have been pull, pulled out with it have been, have been entertaining and sexy as hell. Especially, like, the WWE Woman one... I I was I I recently saw that one. I like that one as hell, and then I get jealous. Cause I don't have the ability or the motivation to do one because I don't know how to edit and the thought process. The thought process of having to use brain power to figure it out really fucking you know irritates the living shit out of me. Um, you know, and also you know, I mean that was my that was basically my 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 thoughts on on that. But you know what I mean? Like I just like. Like how hip hop is being incorporated. I know we shouldn't. Hip hop shouldn't want mainstream's appeal, but I feel like at least some of these challenges keep people creative. I don't think it's harming anybody. You know what I mean? I would rather like this kind of like challenge. I rather a no rush challenge be done than you know than like you know somebody like you know like remember a couple of years ago. Hey, go, go go to someone. Go to a stranger's um. Uh, go to a stranger's uh, uh backyard and. Uh, um, and, and, um, and shoot basketball on their fucking, you know, on, um, 
in 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 in, in their proper on their property or something like that. You know what I mean? Like that, like that stuff or Tide Pod challenge and all that type of stuff. So I'm just glad that you know, with the, even the Two C Slide. I, I mean, it's not the best fucking song, but I can appreciate Drake trying to get a new challenge. You know, down. Um, and I'd be I'd be remiss. Um, you know, uh, I I mean I I I give it prop I give him props every every year that this passes by, but uh on um, this past weekend proof of D twelve, it's been over fourteen years ago and I still miss the fucking guy. And I'm not gonna lie to you, I still wonder about his death and it scares me how eerie it was to see him getting shot in the Toy Soldiers video and then it kinda happened in real life and it makes you wonder if like the real story about the system sacrifices happening will ever you know, be exposed, but listen, I could be wrong, and I don't mean disrespect, but, like, you know what I mean, it just feels part of my fandom, my fandom and hip-hop kind of died a bit when Proof died, because I thought he was such a underrated cat, and I know people will just say D12 or, you know, they're Eminem's friends, etc., you know, like, you know, people shit on, like, the out, some people shit on the outlaws or uh, Junior Mafia because of who they're associated with, people will shit on Memphis Bleak, because he's not, you know, he's Jay-Z's friend. They always do that. But I really thought the group was and still very talented and underrated. So I, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Proof. I miss you. Uh, R.I.P., uh, you know. Uh, I just wanted to, you know, to do that for the hip-hop uh, element of this. You know, uh, for the, you know, I wanted to touch upon random thoughts about, like, the hip-hop shit. You know what I mean? So I just wanted to give a shout-out to him. But um, I want to close out with uh, and and but when I close out this episode, if you're looking on Anchor, I'll, I'll I will put a proof song on uh, to you know I will put a proof song on um, to you know close the show out. You know it won't be on Spotify or Apple or any other thing. But if you're listening on Anchor and you're and and you're intent with the music, if this is like original ECW kind of shit for you, like you want to hear the original music, not just the transitions, right? But as far as, uh, um, you know, I, 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 sometimes when I'm looking on Twitter, I go through uh, Twitter threads, and I come across this, and I notice I'll start obsessing over it, because it starts getting to my head, it starts making me think, and I use, like, some Twitter accounts to keep me updated with, like, the latest viral shit or news and hip-hop and wrestling and even politics, etc., and sometimes one or two threads catch my eye, and it makes me panic, because it's like, I'm expected to learn more and put more information in my head, while barely holding on, holding the other shit together in my fucking head. Because my mind wanders and it analyzes what the world will be, my past behavior, regrets, whether my family or friends love me, or how many secrets they've kept from me. And then I have more thoughts to put out because I don't think, um, I, I think, I, I don't, I don't think that then, because like, if I don't, if I don't think, then I, I become useless, even though I'm pretty useless now. So so now I'll see ones about wrestling, and I tend to start wishing I could go back in time and redo booking decisions or examining what it means to be diverse and how I never cared too much back uh, then about representation and wondering if if the need for it really just exists for a certain section to complain while knowing no real change will come. So we pretend that these things on the surface matter. Or am I buying into right wing propaganda by not, uh, um, you know, am I buying, into, am I buying into right wing propaganda by not thinking that for some people who are little and are kids they might not know these political arguments and they just want to see people 
who look like who look like them. And, and and that's fine, but it confuses the fuck out of me. Cause I find myself analyzing and have to pretend con- and having pretend conversations with the voices in my head, you know, like you know what I mean. And, then, and they're the ones that are laughing at me and shit like that. You know what I mean? And then even with these social media games where like wh- like one has to go, and then they give they give you a f- like Nas, Jay Z, Eminem, and all that, and you see it's like you see unanimously everyone shitting on Eminem, but like like between that and different albums or different serials and like they like, like like you know and 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 now and, and now they're putting out a game on social media where it's like which uh, which house would you want to live in and then they fill it in with a bunch of shit that you w- would be interested in like like recently it was oh which house would you live in with uh roman reigns uh naomi or something like that and it's like now i'm i'm, I'm fucking sitting there looking at these twitter threads and these fucking twitter games uh, social media games and i'm fucking losing my mind because i can't fucking even decide on that i, I couldn't even decide if i wanted to like li- live in, live in a house where like all these hot chicks are or or live in a house where I can watch you know AJ Styles and Sami Zayn fucking have political uh, disagreement. Like this is where my life has come to. Like you know what I mean. And I, I I'm really all over the fucking place. And like I and I guess like I just can't deal with this COVID shit anymore. Like I don't know what what is real and what is fake. I don't know what doctors are being truthful or not. And the the conspiracy subreddit has pushed for Bill Gates to Bill Gates to be public enemy number one and pumping those conspiracies and since Gates comes across as a eugenist piece of shit I wonder if what is being spread about him is true or not like it feels like the the it feels like it is the most annoying time on social media and I wonder like if the internet was around like this during 9-11 how many conspiracies would be out there full of disinformation and how like you know like, and how they're seriously creating uh, this narrative of insisting that people should be blamed on chi- it should be blamed on China and seeing how easily people even like ones in my life who don't mean harm but they hear stuff from the media and they start wondering if it should be called that and I'm not someone who's going to agree uh, China like is completely innocent because some people seem to be tied to different governments while they're allowed to expose U.S. imperialism. And then if I buy into Chinese government corruption, then it means that I'm buying into the, the neocon think tank pro- propaganda. And I have no idea who's telling the truth and how much um, bullshit they have to peddle. That's why I kind of, I've been trying to get Robbie Martin, Abby Martin's brother on. He, he said on his live, on his, uh, on his thing that he might come on. Um, just let, let, me, let me know, but he hasn't gotten back to me. I, I don't know if he would want to deal with me because... I'm I'm all over the map, and he's way too fucking intelligent. Like the guy's way too intelligent to talk to me. Like you know what I mean? Like this guy studies. He knows which figures and what corrupt things they've done, and what they've system systemically have you know partaken in. That like has it's way worse than someone saying bad words or something like that. So like I kind of like look to his podcast, Media Roots. Um, and other other pot like struggle session or uh, champagne sharks or chapo or you know what I mean like like a lot of these other people eat the rich um, you know um, pod damn America you know what I mean like I look at those and sometimes even on the background like okay, maybe I can just uh, have my thoughts just put in but I'm all over the fucking map and and half of the reason is that you know. Uh, I, I do better when I'm just ad libbing and I, I I'm, I'm insisting on reading a fucking script. 
uh, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm doing the 2010s WWE opposed to the Attitude Era WWE. And this is why it's going to fucking sound fucking horrible. But anyways, if you're listening on Anchor, I'm going to be closing with a proof song. So thank you for joining in, Random Thoughts. I know this is a long one. Um, it's pro- you know, it probably didn't turn out that good, but I just felt I had to do one. You know what I mean? I, I write it, and I think I, I write it, and then I get shocked when the stuff that I write... I, it turns out to be shorter, so then I have to fill in the spaces, and then I'm still reading half and half, and I, it just, I gotta figure out a fucking way, but I'm still figuring this out, you know what I mean, I'm, I'm, there's not gonna win any podcast awards, no one's gonna be praising me for, like, my fucking impeccable fucking, uh, stuttering and fucking, uh, scatterbrain shit that I've been doing on here, I, I, half the things I say don't make any fucking sense, it's, it's a, it's a podcast that's, that's, you know, uh, basking in the glory of messing up and acknowledging it because I want to be self-aware, even though I'm not going to fix anything. So anyways, thank you for joining me. And again, uh, thank you, Hip Hop, uh, RIP Proof. And, uh, you know, uh, take it take it easy. Uh, I might be back later this week, maybe. I, I don't know yet. Okay, well, that's awkward. I, 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 when you go to the music section, right, you look at what can be added and all that type of shit. And for some reason, it's not letting me add any D12 or proof songs. I guess there's certain artists you can't even add, even on Anchor. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, but whatever. I'll just, maybe, maybe I'll just close with a, a DJ Premier fucking uh, track since him and, uh, uh, him and, uh, you know, um, uh, RZA, uh, you know, did something. I mean, I, maybe I'll just close with RZA. But still, RIP proof, man. I mean, you know what I mean? I wanted to close that with something that you did. But uh, again, again, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, or Pocket Cast, or whatever, Google Play, this does not apply to you. It just makes you look like a fucking idiot. Anyways, peace out.